The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masichet Sota has been dedicated by our good friends and Talmud, Mr. Haimi and Dina Dana, for the success of their children and especially the Fuashirema Moshe Ben Dina. Today's daf is being studied. Le'ilui nishmat mor zekeni. Rabbi Yosef ben Sarah ve'marad zekenati. Yafa bat Sarah. Ruach Hashem tenihen began Eden. Amen. Bidun Shmat Avram ben Esther. Ruach Hashem tenihen began Eden. Verifah Shilma Moshe ben Dinah Sarah. Ruach Abba Batrachad. Elder Fanahem. For the Nefesh was for the Goof. For Adam Kerubad Abu Vekeni Rasun Venomar. Amen. We are on Zayn Amudbet. We are on the bottom line of the Gemara. Ve'im Amra Tehora Ani. So it says, if she said that she's Tehora, now where is she, this Sota lady? We're back to the process of the Sota. The Sota is standing in Yerushalayim. They already brought her up to the Great Sanhedrin. Right? She's by the uh, Shani Kanor and those places over there. So it says, if she, they try to intimidate her to say that if she was Tema'ah or not. If she doesn't admit that she's Tema'ah, on the contrary, if she says that she is indeed Tehora, so what do they do? They bring her up now the question is, Ma'alin Ota Hatam Kaima. She's there already. What do you mean they bring her up? Which is the Beit Hamikdash on a Temple Mount. It doesn't have to say they bring her up to the Temple Mount. She's there already. What does it mean, Ma'alin? So comes the Gemara and says, Demaskinan la umehatinan la. They would bring her up and then they would bring her down again. They would keep on bringing her up the mountain, down the Azara, up and down. Why? They want to tire her out. Which this was part of the intimidation process. They wear her out by walking her up and down. So therefore, yeah, they bring her up again because she went down. Why are they doing that? The Tanya, because we learned the Bishamun al Azaromir, Bedin When witnesses would come and testify, they wanted to make sure that they were telling the truth. So what they do? They'd walk them from one area. They would say, okay, we're going to interrogate you. We're going to interrogate you in the other, uh, other room. They walk them all the way to the other place. They ask them a few questions. Okay, now we're going to go all the way to the other room. So therefore, in the interim, they say, okay, listen, we're, we're lying. They want to get out of all the, uh, the burden that Petit told them. We want them to, to, to become uh, 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 concerned, right? To become tired. And they will retract. See, they'll admit that they are lying. So the same thing with the lady. Says, why? In the Beit HaMikdash, in that area by Sha'ni Kanor, that's where they would give the Soto to drink. And we said, who else drinks over there? The Yuldot, the ladies that give birth after being the Korban, and the Mitzvah as well. So give us a Mishnah about Sotot. I understand why the Sotot have to stay by Sha'ni Kanor. Because it says in front of God. What's in front of God? Meaning in front of the Azaran, you have to stand in that place over there. We have no problem with that. Good. Mitzuraim nameh, even the Mitzuraim is the way it's standing. Right? It says that the, uh, he, the Kohen that's being the Mitzurah, it says he'll have to stand the Fneh Hashem. Good. Hashem is fine. 
Ela you laid my tama, but why the lady that's giving birth? What's the reason why she has to stand over there in Chanikanot? Idi Mamishum de Atyan, the Kaimin Akorbenayu. Maybe you'll tell because she has to stand by her Korban. The halakha says that everybody that brings a Korban, the owner has to be standing by the Korban itself. The Tanya and Korbanoshir Adam Karev Ela Imken Omed Al Gabav. And if she can't go into the Azarah because she still didn't bring a Kurbanot yet. She's in Osar Kippurim, Osar Kippurim. So she'll stand the closest she can get. In Shanik Kanot, at least to stand by the Kurban when it's being brought. If that's the case, Hold it. We found somebody else that would have to stand by Shanik Kanot. A Zav or a Zava. That's also somebody that had a, an emission that came out of their body, right? Talakas, it has to be Kurbanot. They can't go into the Azar because they're Tamer, really. Or they're Mehusen, Mehusen, Kippurim. So why didn't the Mishnah list Zav and Zav also? That you stand in Tzadikot to watch the Quran being brought. You're right. Add that to the list. Tana v'tana hadaminayunaka. The Mishnah only listed one of them, which is once it's given you the law of Yoledet. So figure it out. What's the logic of Yoledet? So she can stand there to watch the Quran being brought. So Hadid, Zav, Zav. Anybody that needs to, anybody that can't get in, right? Because of the Mehosad and Kippurim, whatever it is. So let them stay by Shadikarot to watch the Quran being brought. Good. Tarabanan. We have a Ibraita. In Mashkin Shte Sotot Ka'ahat. You're not allowed to give two Sotot simultaneously. You don't do two ceremonies at the same time. Two Sotot come at the Mekdash. You're going to give both of them to drink at the same time. Why? We don't want to cause one of the ladies to become. Uh, 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 Gas, hoary a little. Why? What's going to happen? Look at that she. Shema hat omedet al buria. Maybe one of the ladies over there is stubborn and standing on her uh, on her, her opinion. Ve'enamoda no matemeani. Right? She's not admitting. Ve'chaverta she temea and her friend that's really temea. Roa itzush enamoda ve'sovelet et moshda. So therefore, what happens? This lady over there that's really temea sees her friend. She's standing to convictions. Right? She's not scared. So what's going to happen? The peer pressure. She says, you know, she's not admitting. I'm also not going to admit And what's going to happen? And really, she's guilty. And she's going to blow up. So you never do it together because they can adversely affect each other. Which means when one, one's going to, you know, not admit, the other one who's really guilty is not going to admit also. It's going to be a problem. So this is the Biuda The Biuda says, That's not the reason why you don't do two soto together. Ela amarkera ota. The Pasuk says over there, Ota, which is what? Which is a singular uh, language, right? And therefore, uh, it means uh, to her. Right? Lebada, alone. Ota, Lebada. What's the full Pasuk? I'll give you the full Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Vishbiya Ota. What does Ota mean? Her. Individual. Gizrat Katuf. Don't give me reasons. Gizrat Katuf. Okay, good. Oh, now she brings the reason. Shbiya Ota. Okay, good. Comes the Gibran says, Vitanakama Ketiv Ota. Hey, Tanakama, what are you giving me reasons for? What's the matter with the Pasuk? Vishbiya Kwer Ota. Which is Masma what? Alone. Tanakama Rabbi Shimoni. Oh, Tanakama is the Shitav Rabbi Shimon, the Darish Ta'am Dikra. Which means he agrees it is a Pasuk. But Rabbi Shimon, his shita throughout Chas was, even though you have a pasuk, you're allowed to give the reason behind the pasuk. Which means, you don't just say, because it says. Rabbi Shimon's derech in, in the Torah was what? When you have a pasuk, you're allowed to say, what's the rationale behind the pasuk? So Tanakhama says, I agree with the pasuk, the Bada, but I'm going to tell you why the Torah said it. And if, umata'ab ka'amar. 
Why did the Torah say that you only give the sota one at a time? Oh, so now it comes out like this. Both are learning from the Pasuk. One's giving the reason, and one's just saying, Pasuk, what's enough coming now? Which is both are agreeing, you can't give two sotot at the same time. So either, it, and both are agreeing what? It's a Pasuk. So why, what, what changes Rabbi Shimon to give a reason? What, what nafkamina comes out, yeah? So comes Gabbara and says, Ikabinayu, rotetet. The case of where she's shaking. Look at Rashi. Ikabinayu, isha she'an ro'im bashi rotetet me'ematabayim. She's shaking the lady. She's petrified from the waters. Ve'ena moda, right? And she's not admitting. Which means, if you're worried about that the, uh, she's going to get pressured by the lady over here, that she's going to get a confidence not to admit. You see this lady, she's not getting any confidence. She's shaking over there. So a lady that's shaking and still not admitting, according to that, according to the reason that says, gasba, it doesn't apply. Because she, you see, she's not gasba. What, what does gasba mean? You see, she's going to have a certain confidence now. Oh, she's not admitting? I'm also not going to admit. But you see, this lady's not like that. She's shaking uh, like a leaf in front of the waters. She's not, uh, and she's still not admitting. And that must be, she's uh, really innocent. So a lady that's shaking like that, according to the Bishamon that goes with the reason, you could, you could give two together. Because you're not worried about the uh, Libo Gaspa. But if you just say you can't do it, I don't care if she's shaking, I don't care if she's not shaking. Bottom line, you can't do it. So therefore, that's going to be enough coming out between the two reasons. So comes the Gabbana and says, what are you talking about? Verotetet mimashkinan? Which means, more, more basic question. Oh, so according to you, Rabbi Shimon, you want to tell me if she's shaking, right? So you can, you can give two ladies at the same time. How could you do that? We have a rule. A rule that says you can't do mitzvot in bundles. Why? When you do mitzvot like in bundles, it looks like it's a burden on you. So it's like you want to get rid of two uh, situations in one shot. So you don't want it to be like a, a, a tirha. So the Gabbana is coming and saying, what are you talking about, Bishon? You're telling me that you're going to be able to be put these two, uh, two ladies together? What happened to the rule of Enosim Mitzvot Habilot Habilot? And the, again, get the logic of why Enosim Mitzvot Habilot Habilot. Rashi's language is, Shinir'eh kemi shehayu alav lemasui, umemaher lefarek masao. Well, it looks like it's a burden. Huh? You know what? Both of you come in at the same time, let's uh, finish it up. So you can't do that. So I'm going to be sure to say, Litnan, and where do we see this, this, this concept? In Enosim Mitzvot Habilot Habilot, Litnan, En mashkim shte sotot ka'achat. Number one, you can't give two sotot simultaneously. You don't purify two lepers simultaneously. Two avid uh, evris, right? And when they want to stay uh, their term after six years, you take them and you bring them to the doorpost and you uh, you pierce the ear. You don't do two of them at the same time. When you do the mitzvah, where you found a dead body between two cities, you know which body, uh, where, where, the, where the murderer came from, from one city, you measure, the closest city has to bring an Egla Arufa. You don't bring two Egla Arufa ceremonies also at the same time. No question. It depends. If there's one Kohen or two Kohanim. One Kohen is considered Havilot. Why? Because one Kohen, it seems he's like rushing. He just takes two cups over there. Okay, you drink simultaneously and let's finish it up. We'll, we'll take care of both, the, both of them at the same time. But two Kohanim, uh, that's not, each one's doing the full ceremony. It doesn't look like it's a burden. 
Right, so for one coin to do it simultaneously, two two sotot will be a problem. So that what Rabbi Shimon said, you could give two sotot together. If one of them is lotetet, it means via two kohanim. So you don't have the problem of mitzvot ha'ba. But in the Kalam, even the Bishimon would agree, in the case of rotetet, even the Bishimon would agree that one kohen to give both of them would be asur. Comes the Kibbutz continues. So what do we say? The queen grabs her uh, clothes, right? And he uh, rips them. He pulls them. It says, well, First of all, if we look at the Pesukim, what does it say? He has to uncover her hair. These are all things that would shame the lady into admitting that she is guilty. So the Gemara says, Well, the Pasuk says, her head. How do you know that you have to rip her clothes off also? How do you know the body? It doesn't say that. Tamud Omar Ha'isha, from the extra word Ha'isha. Because again, the Pasuk just, just could have said, Ufara et Rosha. What does that have to say? Rosh Ha'isha. Just say Rosha, her head. Ha'isha is extra. Ha'isha is coming to tell me not only her head, but also her clothes got ripped off. Imken Matabu Domar Ufara et Rosha. So then what do you have to tell me uh, Ufara et Rosha for? Which means if, you, if, you take, if you're ripping up uh, everything, so it's obvious that you're taking off her, uh, her hair uh, as well. So Gemara says, uh, for sure he takes off her hair but even after he takes off the head covering he has to unbraid her hair it seems they had the heads in braids even they would cover it with a hat let's say whatever it was take off the covering but we know you take it you're covering you're taking off the whole body you're ripping all our clothes and the explanation of Ufarat Rosh Isha is coming to teach us that after you uncovered it now you have to Unbraid the hair locks themselves to make her look more meusa. Uh, Good, that's the Gemara. The Gemara continues. Actually, the Gemara's question is like this: It says ufara et rosha. So the Gemara's question: What is the extra et? Right, just say ufara rosha. The et is coming to say not only the head, but also no, the body we know from haisha. The et is coming to say not only the head but also the braids. Okay, so it's actually from the word. It comes to Gibran says, Rabbi Yehuda What did Rabbi Yehuda say in the Mishnah? Rabbi Yehuda says, "When you rip the clothes, you're exposing her body a little." So Rabbi Yehuda says, "Listen, if she's pretty, so don't 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 reveal any of that over there, because it seems that he's choshesh for what in hur, which is the kohanim over there. They're going to see a lady over there uncovered. It's going to cause hirurim." Uh, so comes to Gibran says, "Lememrad Rabbi Yehuda hayish lehirurah." Does that mean you're telling me that the Bihudah, generally speaking, is concerned about Hidhurim, which means he's worried about people looking and going to have bad thoughts? Verabbanan, lo haisha? And obviously the rabbis are not concerned, because the rabbis were the ones that said what? Rip our clothes, we don't care. But we learned the exact opposite. Why? The Tanya. Haish, a man is going out to Beti to be stoned. Now, how do they stone the guy? So he has to be, they take off his clothes. So it says, Haish, mechassin oto perek yachad melefanav. They just cover him a little in the front. Because where's the man's erva? In the front. So they put a little kisui in the front just to cover his, uh, his erva. And that's it. Ha'isha, shnei perakim. Ehat melefaneha, The lady, they cover one in front and one in the back. Mepnesh shikula erva. Because the erva is able to be seen from both sides. Devre Rabbi Yehuda. That's going to be Yehuda. But what? Besides the covering in the front and the back, she's uncovered on the top. And therefore, you see what Rabbi Yehuda is not worried about. Hirur. You told me the Beit HaMikdash, you're concerned. And over here, by case, in case of uh, uh, Sikida, over there, you're not concerned. Look at uh, Rashi. Rashi says, Shikula irva. 
אחוריה ופניה. שבית הבושת, נראה משני צדדים. Can be seen from both sides. So they have to cover both the sides. But what? He's not worried about the the rest. come along and say, "Ha'ish niskal arum." Ha'chemim say the guy is totally naked when they stone him. The ein ha'ishan niskilt aruma, but not the lady. So you see, this case over here, the rabbis are more concerned about modesty, where they're not worried about it in the sota case. So the gemara comes along and says, "Amar Rava." Gemara says, "Go with the logic." What's the reason why they want the, the, the sotah to be modest? Right. She might come out innocent. Right. And what's going to happen? Now the Quran, they saw her, she's pretty, they're going to go after her. However, what are you worried about? This other lady's getting stoned. What are they going to do with her? Which means not good, nothing's going to happen. Which is, so they, so they, they view that, so they reveal her a little. What are you worried about? Somebody's going to go with her? She's dead. They stoned her. So the Gemara says, Yeah, but maybe by looking at her, it might call them to have yourself for somebody else now. Right. So the Gemara says, We learned already from Rabbi Aslam, we have a tradition. The Yetzirara only uh, goes on what the person sees. He saw that lady, Yetzirara's on that lady, but nothing's going to happen to that because she's dead. So therefore, we're not worried about that this might cause him to go with somebody else. Comes the Gemara and says... Now the Gemara says, Amar Rava, the Rabbi Yehuda, the Rabbi Yehuda, Kasha, the Rabbi Yehuda, the Rabbi Yehuda, Kasha. You square off Rabbi Yehuda to Rabbi Yehuda. But hey, what about the rabbis against the rabbis? The rabbis in Sota said what? Reveal her. But when it came to the Sikilah case, cover her up. So make up your mind. In Sota, you're not worried about Siniut. In Sikilah, you are. You got to square off the rabbis. So the Gemara comes along and says, Lakasha, Ela Amar, Lakasha, Ela Amar Rava. The Gemara gives a new answer to answer everything. Did it be Yudah? Did it be Yudah? Lakasha kedeshanina. Like we answered, we answered the Yudah already. Rabbanan, Rabbanan, namel lakasha. What the rabbis is not a question either. Hacha tamamai. What's the reason by sota we want to take our clothes off and things like that? Rip our clothes off. We want to embarrass her. For what reason? Number one, for our own intimidation, but for another reason as well. Mishum v'nivaseru chol anashim. We want all the ladies to learn the lesson. This is going to happen to you. You want to make zenut over here? We're going to take it a bit to make that. We're going to shame you. We're going to rip your clothes. The contrary, we're doing that on purpose in order to shame her. Which means, but over there, by the case of the sikira, uh, uh, what are you worried about over there? They're stoning her. You don't need a bigger, bigger musad, a bigger, bigger lesson than that. You don't have to embarrass her more uh, to that. The biggest musad, the people will see that uh, she's getting a sikira. So comes the Gemara and says. Do both. Okay, you, you, you want to make the point uh, uh, you know, strong to the people? Do both. Embarrass her by taking the clothes and also uh, stone her. You know, what, are you, what are you limiting it just, uh, to one lesson? So the Gemara says, Hey, listen. Torah does say you have to have respect and you have to love everybody. Even when you're killing the person, you have to kill him in a nice way, in a respectful way. Which means, if you can get the point without having to embarrass, so even in the in the bed deal when they're murdering somebody, they still kept the rules of the aftal that which means what? mita yafa. Which you just have to choose for him a nicer, a nicer. That they would have to expose her for. Many the lessons learned from the sekila itself. Comes the Gemara and continues. Lema. Now who's saying this? Over Rav Nachman. Lema Rav Nachman Tanaehi. 
let us say that maybe that's the makhluk between the Yehuda and Rabbanan. We're going back to the makhluk by the case of Sekilah. The Yehuda says by Sekilah, she doesn't have the clothes on. So it could be that the Yehuda doesn't know that it's not like a kamukha business by Sekilah. And the rabbis that said, cover her up, maybe they do all of this Maybe the makhluk of the Yehuda and Rabbanan by Sekilah is based on the hold of Rav Nachman's business of Beror Lo Choose a pleasant death for... Um, for, 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 for the case. Comes again for, 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 for the Sikila. Kabbalah says, Lo, Tikkune Alma, Eat Leud Rav Nachman. Everybody holds that Ve'aftarakakamocha applies even at the time of the death. You have to choose the best way possible. The Mahlokin is what's the best way. And the Kabbalah says like this, Ve'aka, Ve'aka, Ve'palge. Mor Sabar, which means one opinion holds, Bizyona Adif Le Tefe Misara. That it's more painful for the lady, her bizayon, than her pain. Which means physical pain is not as uh, harmful or hurtful to her than her bizayon. And therefore, that opinion is going to say, which is the opinion of the hachamim, is that we got to do the best for her. He says, you know what? Leave her clothes on. You know what? Even though by leaving her clothes on, she dies slower. Because the clothes are blocking her body. So it's going to cause her more pain. For her, that's the better way to die. Her bizayon is worse for her than the pain. Do what? Keep her clothes on. And she'd rather have that less bizayon, even though it's going to cause her more tsar. Look at that she. Right, that's very important to a person. His bizayon is his, his personal respect. It seems that she would despise being embarrassed even more than being pained. You know what the mita would be good? A good mita would be? Put her clothes on. Even though her pain is going to be elongated now, she's not going to die that quickly anymore. That's the rabbi's opinion. Let's continue the Gemara to, 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 to finish down those words. He says the exact opposite. He says her pain is more uh, concerned to her than her bizayon. She'd rather be shamed and die quicker than have her clothes on and die Slower. Everybody holds is to what? What is considered in this case? Is the Sa'ar better for or is the Bizayon better? Comes the Gemara and continues. What do we say? If she's wearing white garments, so you put on her. Black comments. Again, to intimidate her, to make her look ugly, so she'll admit. Tana, shihurin, na'imla. Now let's say the black clothes are better than her white clothes. Right? So then what do you do? So it says, Then you put on ugly clothes, disgusting clothes that will be worse for her. Now, hayu zahab. So what do we say in the Mishnah? If she had any jewelry on her, you take the jewelry off. Again, we wanted to make her look minuval. Uh, right? Disgusting. So the Gemara says, Pshita. We're going out of our way to make her ugly. We take off her clothes, you're taking her hair down, all that. Do you have to tell me that you have to take off her jewelry? Of course. 
So the Gemara says, Maybe by keeping her ugly like that with her jewelry on, she looks more foolish. Like the Gemara says, the people used to say like this, the They come along, the people used to say like this, you have the person, they used to make like a, a joke, The fellow is naked, but he's wearing shoes. You see a guy without any clothes and wearing shoes, it's a joke. It's, it's funnier, which means if he, if he would have no shoes on, it's not as funnier than when he has his shoes on, because that doesn't make any sense. You're naked with shoes on. So the same thing over here. Jewelry, in such a state, maybe she looks more, uh, 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 you know, Kamash uh, Malan, uh, that what? Still, you take off the jewelry. You don't say that. Then it says you brought a rope. And what did they do with the rope? They put the rope above her daddim. Now the Gibraltar, it says Hebel Mitzari. They brought a rope from a from a palm tree, that's a special uh, type of uh, uh, string over there, in order to tie her up. So the Gemara says, Which means, does Dafka have to be Hebel Mitzari? Let's say you don't have a reed like that. Can I take a regular belt? I mean, the Bishnah went out of its way to say it's got to be Hebel Mitzari from that tree, from that special type of item. Well, what's it got to be? So the Gemara says like this, Mishum shelo yishmetu begadea me'alea. Well, if you say the reason is so our clothes don't fall down, u'bitzutzul katana misagi, then even a small belt will help. It seems that this uh, reed over here that they used was a thick, thick type of item. So, it, so let's go to, with the logic. If you tell me it's just a, a practical item to keep a dress from falling, so therefore what? Put any type of belt, put even a small little belt. However, or dilma mishum damar mor, or maybe it's a different reason. Because it says, he hagralo bitzutzul, so therefore, which means maybe the reason is like this. She was uh, put on very fancy clothes. It seems she wore big clothes, nice clothes, in order to entice the guy to commit the sin. So she went and wore very flamboyant, very, you know, uh, big clothes like this to make herself look uh, pretty. So me that can give that, we use a big belt. You want to wear big clothes to make yourself pretty in front of the in front of the the, the man that's coming? No, okay, good. So according to that reason, Davka, have a mystery. So again, if it's practical purposes, use any belt just to put the thing there. But if you say no, then you got to use the <laughs> thick belt because you want it. The same. Uh, you want to wear clothes like that? Go down. You can wear clothes like that with bizayon. So the Gemara says tanitua. We actually we learned it. It's a. Uh, it can be. Uh, it can be documented. How it says. This is uh, the Mishnah. This is the You see the reason? Practical. So the clothes don't fall off. So therefore, you can really use anything you want so long as the, the garment doesn't fall off. So it says, whoever wants to go to the gallery the to watch the sota in this whole procedure can go and, and watch it. And then at the end of the Mishnah it said, and the ladies are permissible to go watch it. So the Gibraltar says, Hagufa Kasha. We have a, a contradiction in the Mishnah. Whoever wants to go look, go go look. Alma, la shena gavre, vela shena neshe. Doesn't matter. Men, ladies, they're all invited. Then it says at the end of the Mishnah, kol nashim mutarot lirota. Which is mashma what? Nashim in. Anashim lo. From the end of Mishnah, it's much only ladies. Now make up your mind. You told me in the beginning of Mishnah, everybody. So the Gemara uh, uh, Abaye comes along and interprets it. Anashim. Look at Nashim. 
anashim. Which means you're right. When it's said in the beginning of the Mishnah, anybody that wants to come and uh, look, it's referring to the ladies only. So therefore you're right. Which means we never invited the men to come see it. anashim. On the ladies. Therefore, even the beginning of the Mishnah, it's not a contradiction. It might be repetitious, but the Mishnah is just saying what? That any time uh, uh, they have the Sultan, the gallery, the Beit HaMikdash, the Beit HaMikdash, the ladies are able to come to them. It's not a stira. How can you say that? The Mishnah's language is whoever wants to come and see. Call that away. And you'll tell me that only means the, the woman? You're right. Voluntarily, anybody that wants to come and see, men, ladies, they all have a right. But when it comes to the ladies, we force the ladies to go see it. You know why? We want the ladies to see what happens over there, which is any lady that's in the Azara, she can't, uh, you have to go see it. Why? Learn the lesson. So she'll see what happens to a lady that's not modest, so they won't learn from the modest ways and do the zinu. So therefore, men optional. Ladies obligated.